They may sound nuts, so do the Wright brothers. Now, here's Flieger and Briggs. Welcome to It's Just Sports. We are Flieger and Briggs on the 12-Ounce Sports Network. It's your home for the best live talk shows and sports broadcasting. You know you can catch our show and all the others on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and now you can also watch live on Zingo TV. Zingo TV has added 12-ounce sports to their long list of channels, and now if you're on Smart TV, just download the app, flip the channel 761 to catch all of our live 12-ounce sports programming plus the replays. All you got to do is download Zingo TV and use the promo code 120Z. That's 120Z. When you're signing up, it's that simple. It's free. And, uh, you know, check out our latest blogs and podcasts as well on 12OutSportsRadio.com. And, of course, you can always follow us at Asylum Football on Twitter. It's just sports123 at gmail.com, and you can get all the show archives over at AsylumFantasySports.com. Everything there, our old fantasy catalog up to these 12-ounce shows can be found there. And, Rick, another week gone by. They like that. Oh, yeah. Calm down. We're trying to do a live show here, folks. Another week gone by. Still no meaningful sports really being played. The golf has been nice. Yeah, uh, it's, it's been, nice seeing some golf. It's been fine. The, the NASCAR, I found myself getting back into NASCAR. But I need team sports, Rick, and we should be getting close. We may be getting close, but I really don't think we're all that close, to be honest. I don't either. Every, every time you start thinking, okay, it's coming, Oh, corona cases are spiking. Yeah. Oh, wear a mask again. Oh, my. You know, so I, I don't know. And yeah. then who came out and said, I jotted it down, um, Jim Harbaugh came out and said that, you know, sports didn't cause coronavirus. And true, you know, he's not sure exactly, you know, especially without fans in the stadiums, how much more at risk – people are if they're testing and they're negative well boy the trolls came out on twitter over that one you know do they just don't have any more brains in the off season and you know are all coaches stupid and on and on and on god forbid you have an opinion in 2020 i don't i guess it's everything right It, it must be the political climate but i've noticed it with the whole way through this coronavirus, there's really only two camps that at least you hear from, right, on television, in the media, on social media. It's we're all going to die, and if you don't agree with that, you want everybody to die, and therefore you're you're a horrible human being. Or this is all a big hoax and elections and all this, and there's no nuance to it. Number one, If you are going to a football coach for your coronavirus information, (laughs) you're an a-hole, all right? What do you think a football coach is going to say? If you go to a doctor, if you want Anthony Fauci burned at the stake for saying, I don't know that playing football is going to be realistic, again, so you ask an infectious disease doctor or whatever he is about the state of the NFL – 
What do you think his answer is going to be? Quit asking these people. Or better yet, why aren't we asking Fauci the best play to run on fourth and three from the 20 if you're going to ask Jim Harbaugh about medical advice? Right. If you ask Fauci, it's fourth and 10. You're at the 50-yard line. What play should you call? And he says a draw, and you want him drawn and quartered. No, no, no. He's a doctor. Jim Harbaugh is a football coach. Of course, Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh, number one, wants to play football. I'm not even going to – I could go for the entire hour with that. It drives me nuts. What do you expect these guys to say? And it's not an unreasonable opinion to say, well, I don't know. If there's no fans, we do the protocols. We do all this. Are we going to make it anywhere? It's not an absurd stance. It would be perfectly reasonable to say, yes, it is still too dangerous. Fine. That's a reasonable – but not burn him at the – he's a – Football coach, shut up. Exactly. I I agree 100%. You done? Yeah, I'm good now. I'm good. I knew that would work. I threw that out there just for you. Get me wound up. Of course. While See, th- some things get under your skin, yeah, too. It apparently Not it only does. mine. I'm not as laid back as I thought <laughs> I was. So, somebody who can't afford to be laid back now, Pat Mahomes, 10-year extension, now a 12-year deal. If he gets to the end of it and hits all his bonuses, how about half a billion, not million? $503 million. Nice. Wow. Uh, yeah. Not- and I'll tell you what, you know, that that's – Number one, that, that's a brilliant move on Kansas City's part, obviously, because now they consider Pat Mahomes in the light of a Tom Brady. I mean, right. he's our guy forever. Now they don't have to worry about that. They, right. They've, I'm sure the eggheads in the finance department and all this, that, and the other, they figured out how they can cover all this cost through the years and still maintain a competitive team. So all the way around, that, that's a beautiful move for Kansas City. But, you know, it kind of brought up a point with me. Next year, 2021, Dak Prescott's done. Right. 2022, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, all done. And even to a lesser degree, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. This is really cranking up this machine of churning out money for franchise-type quarterbacks, and most all these ones that I met, uh, just mentioned are, what's that going to do in my mind? It's driving down running back money. So these guys well, think that we're going to be getting Todd Gurley money from a few right. years ago. Uh-uh. Yeah, that, that's been on the way for a long time. Oh, it has. You're right. That, this really solidifies right. it. And this is what's going to be interesting to see, though, because for so long – the conventional wisdom has been whoever the next start starting quarterback to come up for contract is going to be the highest paid one, where each one has to make a dollar seventy five more <laughs> right. than the one before. I think this might end that first of all. Well, yeah, because number one, you're not as good as Patrick Mahomes. That didn't used to matter when you're talking right. about this length and this money. That's my point. Now this matters. Right. Now this matters. And that's going to make negotiations probably more uncomfortable, right, when Jerry Jones has to sit across from Dak Prescott and say, sorry, man, yeah. we, you're great. You're a star quarterback. You ain't Patrick Mahomes. Right. Sorry, Deshaun. You're not Patrick Mahomes. This is... 
Right. This could get get dicey yeah. for some of these for some of these team owners and for some of these players. Quite frankly. Oh, it, exactly. There's no doubt about that. I mean, some of these owners, you know, are shaking their heads, going, "Oh my God." And some of the players are wringing their hands like, oh, boy, my payday's coming. Yeah, it is coming, but it's not going to be Patrick Mahomes' money. No. And, that- and I mean, unless – excuse me, unless Dak Prescott throws 5,500 yards and cruises to a Super Bowl right. this year – Forget it. Yeah, and it's it's already been a contentious negotiation because of not not ironically, I don't think the Ezekiel Elliott contract, which so many other running backs are having trouble getting and trying to get Amari Cooper done. I mean, it, it's tough for well, Dallas has bought some time because he did sign the franchise right. tag, so he's good for for 2020. And they may go the Kirk Cousins route in Washington and do it again next year because it, it'll be interesting. It'll be fascinating to watch the negotiations right. from this point for because it used to be kind of automatic right it was Matt Stafford Kirk Cousins it didn't matter guys who weren't as good as Case Keenum got right exactly but these kind of upper echelon I'd say top 20 guys whenever one came due he got it was Matt Ryan for a time right and Matt Stafford not even guys you think of the elite of the elite but it was always yeah the next one had the biggest deal ever and then the next one 12 years and half a billion dollars. Yeah. Kirk Cousins isn't getting that. Case no. Keenum isn't getting Jerry Goff isn't getting This isn't happening anymore. No. So it, it makes for some interesting negotiate, negotiations. Uh, why can't I say that word? Negotiations. I shouldn't have to say it that slow. So you say you think this is a good deal for the Chiefs, right? You, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Here's the only thing I wonder, and you see it quite often, where these star young quarterbacks win Super Bowls early in their career while they're making minimum money and not taking up 20 25% of the salary cap. Now, like you said, I'm sure the egghead sat down and figured it out based upon you know, their projections for what the cap is going to do year over year and keep it. The teams are never as good once the quarterback gets the mega deal. Quite often, unless they're a Tom Brady type who will consistently take less money or rework the deal to to keep talent coming in. I'm going to assume Patrick Mahomes is probably one of those guys just by the willingness to be tied to Kansas City for 12 years. That shows just sort of the security and being where he is is important to him. I think that's what tells you – what that says about Patrick Mahomes, which I think bodes well for him, right? You know, kind of very professional, a lot of forethought. Here's what I wonder, though. When you look at this money and you look at the guarantees involved, what was it, 141 mil guaranteed, I I think it was. At this point, as we sit here on July 8th of 2020, with everything going on in the world, can we assume from here to eternity, from here for the next 12 years, with this deal that the salary cap keeps going up. I'm not sure I'm confident in that, which is why this deal makes all the sense in the world for Patrick Mahomes. You wonder with the chief, if that pat, if that salary cap goes down, which is inconceivable or stays the same as this deal goes along, it gets harder and harder and harder to put a team around Patrick Mahomes. I mean, when, when you look at the, the, the COVID and there, we well, that's saw just it. If you're not bringing any, bringing in revenue, how do they expect the salary cap to go up? Exactly. I mean, it just doesn't happen. The TV deals are nice, but, I mean, you still have all these fans in every stadium every week. 
the concessions, the parking, the the travel, hotels. I mean, just the whole impact on local economies as right. well. And the cities contribute a lot to to the teams and so forth. So yeah, I mean. It, do, it doesn't look like it can go up unless all of a sudden tomorrow they say, gee, we have a vaccine for this stuff yeah. and everybody can come to the stadium. Well, certainly 2021s. I don't know if they can even lower the cap. I don't know what the CBA says about that, but it isn't going up. I promise you that no. in, in 2021. I'm wondering, too, just more about the long-term impacts of this. I mean, and remember what happened in 2016, 2017, Rick, and this will kind of dovetail into the next story with, with the Redskins. Remember in 2016 with the election and the politics getting involved in, in the NFL and it hurt the numbers and it hurt the hurt the well, it didn't hurt the TV deal the TV deal was already done but you saw the ratings go down and boy it feels worse this time around right with everything going so you you've got the coronavirus you've got the, the sort of the civil unrest the the un godly unbearable political divide and now it the nfl has become a part of that or it's had it is having it put upon them anyhow i don't know if they become a part of it i wonder if it doesn't stick this time right remember the numbers kind of dipped and then they gradually came back up things leveled i wonder if it sticks this time. i guess i just say all of that i don't want to get any kind of stupid political debate or anything but you just wonder it Making a deal with this length of time, with this many years, and with this much money on it, is betting on that salary cap going up consistently the way it has. I'm not so confident it is. Now, I guess the good news in the NFL, you pay them out as $141 million, you take the cap hit for a couple of years. They can cut them tomorrow if they want to. Sure. So the NFL's a little different. But I think it's a little bit risky for, for the Chiefs. But but good on them for getting it done two years early and not doing this Dak Prescott dance that Jerry Jones well, Yeah, and, and like you said, with everything that's happening in the world, it's risky for any team. True. For, for well, anything. True. Yeah. I mean, because you don't know what's going to happen in this political arena and the whole atmosphere, how it's going to affect teams. And, you know, with what whatever the case may be, uh, we, we saw the effect of Colin Kaepernick. Right. Back just with, what, with the one guy kneeling and so forth. Turned a lot of fans off. I mean, they were talking about how the numbers went down and so forth. We don't know how all that's going to affect Right. You know, the 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 whole viewing audience on television. Now we already don't have them in the stands. And who knows what will happen? Will they come back? Well, and, and that's because what people I, find a new normal right. real quick. Well, that's true, too. That's true, too. You know, how much if, if they let's say they lose the year seems unlikely. Well, nothing seems unlikely with everything going on now. Let's say this thing gets raging out of control in August in 2020 doesn't happen. Right. But there are going to be a certain percentage of people that don't come back. I, I've heard people, I've heard sports writers say, kind of nice without sports in the world. I yeah. think that's insane. It's but, your vocation yeah. and you don't want to do anything. So, yes, we completely understand. But, <laughs> but you know, in, in the, the Kaepernick thing, it, it, we're not having that dumb debate again. No, and, I mean, that but, was not the debate, but, but we no, saw but, the whole implications no, of you're it. right, and it was one person. It's going to be that on steroids this year right or wrong it may be a good thing but here's what we know everybody's going to kneel right there's the the thing i didn't even know that existed there's a black national anthem they're going to play before the games in week one i heard that yeah and there is a segment of the population and largely that are going to be football fans it's 
this is going to turn them off, right? It, it is. It it's going to drive a certain percentage of people away. Maybe it brings a certain percentage of people in. I kind of have my doubts about that. But you know, you factor in a year's worth of losses. No matter what, if they play this whole year, they're going to have losses this year based off. And you're going to lose a certain percentage of this because there is going to be politi- politicization. I tried to say this last week, and I couldn't say that okay. close enough. i, I got to stay away from that word. With the NFL, with the draft, with the civil unrest, with everything going on, and the what players. What was the other thing you couldn't say? Well, I thought that was it. Was there another no, word? There's another oh, word. just earlier this show? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You're bumbling through Boy, it, Boy, if, if this doesn't tell you that any idiot can buy a microphone and get some <laughs> airtime, I mean, yeah. here I am. If yeah. you've ever dreamt of doing this, just go buy a microphone. <laughs> Somebody will be foolish enough to let you sit behind <laughs> it and mispronounce words for an hour a week. So give it a shot. Uh, I don't I don't know. So we'll we'll move off of that before it gets into politics. But I guess this. Well, you go ahead. What do you? Well, got? I I have a question for you, and it, it kind of um you know segues from this Corona thing. Just today, Stefan Diggs has said he's now uneasy about starting going back playing due to the coronavirus. All right. Now, now given his previous complaining history, I ask you: Is this a big deal? Little deal? Or no deal at all? In a vacuum, I'd say it's no big deal just because, like you said, he's got a kind of a history of being a malcontent. But I'm also, in this regard, here's why it's a big deal. This is a big deal, and here's why. He's not the only one thinking this, right? There are guys that are really uncomfortable with this. It's kind of it's like any other facet of life, right? There's a group out here. That I have, isn't I'm, worried I'm going about to interrupt you here. And oh. I, I'm not, I don't mean to, but well, I think you meant to. You, you predicted <laughs> yeah, it before to. you did it. You interrupted me to tell me you were going to interrupt me, and then you tell me you didn't mean to okay. do it. That's nonsense. I meant it. I just didn't mean to be quite as rude, but who oh, cares, all right? <laughs> Since <laughs> when did that start? I don't know. But anyway, I, I want to get going here before I lose my train of thought. Do you actually think that there are that many players out there that are really, truly in their heart afraid or uncomfortable about this virus. When we see all these college kids actually having corona parties and betting on who gets it first and this, that, these are 20-some-year-old athletes. and Are they really that scared? Or could this be, I mean, obviously some are, don't get me wrong. Right. But are there a large number of them or even a number of them going to use this as a weapon for their malcontent towards the owners towards the team whatever they can use it for yeah there's a percentage of that i i think in my mind this falls into three groups of people there's going to be and i think the biggest group is just what you said i'm 20 years old i'm in great shape i'm bulletproof i'm not worried about this at all let's get get to work there's a probably the second group is a group of kind of the older guys, right? Married, got some kids, yeah. settled down a little bit as much as an NFL player and a multi, multi, multi millionaire can settle down who says, this makes me nervous. It really does. I want to see that the league or the team or whoever is taking the appropriate steps. But at the end of the day, nervous as I may be, money talks, and I'm going to show up. I need that paycheck. 
And I think the third smallest minority is what you're talking about, guys who – well, I guess there's four. There's probably guys who are legitimately terrified of it, right? And that's fine, and they're not going to play. So then there's that fourth group of people who who may use this thing to that level. Here's the problem with it, right? Number one, Stefan Diggs is a big name. Number two, in kind of the media climate we're in and the way this thing's being covered, right, wrong, or indifferent – they're going to have the loudest voice, right? These people, whether it's legitimate fear, I, I guess that's why I had three groups in my head to begin because I think you, they got to get all clumped together. There's a group of people who are afraid of it, and amongst that group are people who you're kind of postulating that may be taking advantage of it and people who are legitimately scared. These guys who are legitimately scared, they're going to be the only voice, right? They're going to be the only ones right. you hear from. That's just who the media wants to hear. Yeah, I keep alluding to it, and maybe we'll get into it later certainly in a future show the sports media who hate sports you know this is all they want to talk about so I don't know what's in Stefan Diggs's head and what's in his heart his history tells me but I don't know is it unreasonable is it even news to say I'm a little worried about it I mean that's reasonable in general the way I live my life and it seems the way you are I'm not overly worried about it. it's in the back of my head and if you ask me are you worried about this i'm not going to say no but right. i'm not real worried but yeah i guess i'm it might just be that i don't know but the problem is when somebody comes out and says this we've seen it in baseball we've seen it in the nba it's going to be plastered all over the front page of every newspaper in town that's an old phrase now the top of every website yeah. on the internet now so i i don't know i don't know i don't know of course you don't. But, you know, that's okay. I mean, it was just something that I just wanted to throw out there because yeah. I think there's – Stefan Diggs isn't the best messenger. I get your point. Right. <laughs> just based Ex- on his history. Exactly. Such a damn good receiver, too. It's a shame. He's yeah. a knucklehead. Yeah. And, I mean, he hasn't even played one down in Buffalo right. yet, and he's already uncomfortable not playing. Yeah. And coming from – I don't know if that came from – Dak Prescott, Drew Brees, some of these guys, Patrick Mahomes, some of these guys who are considered good ambassadors for the game, it'd probably be more meaningful. It's, you know what I mean? You'd right. say Because, look, we know these people exist. The, these guys who are going to either for legitimate reasons or otherwise, there is a faction who aren't going to be comfortable <clears throat> playing. And there's probably going to be certain people who aren't going to play, right, even if it happens to say, I'm not doing it. You're seeing it in baseball a lot. You've seen it in the NBA. You know, with the NFL pretending like they're going to play an entire season kind of uninterrupted, it'd be a little tougher to do the, than what these guys in the sports that are trying to wrap up are, are doing here. But there's, there's going to be that group of guys. But, again, they're going to have the only voice in all of this, unfortunately. You're right. All right, so speaking of the uh, squeaky wheel getting the grease, and, and I struggle with this one, Rick, but it seems like uh, fait accompli. Huh, that was pretty smart there, wasn't it? That's, yeah, uh, you actually could say that. Fait accompli that the Washington Redskins are will be changing their name. Uh, they're already exploring it, researching it. I don't know what they're researching, but I think all they do need to research is FedEx and Nike essentially said change the name or wheeze out and uh, – Money talks. Dan Snyder is, uh, I think he's going to be forced to do it, I think. I guess the question is, do you think the name changes, and does this bother you at all? Yes and yes. Okay. Um, I think it will change. Um, 
it's not so much. Look, I, I, I don't like to sound insensitive in, in if it was every American Indian nation petitioning for this. I would say, you know, this is, shouldn't even be discussed. Right. You know, the, you know there's, there's a lot of people that are offended by this. But that doesn't seem to be who is squeaking the wheel for all well, of this grease. That, that, that hurts a lot of these movements, doesn't it? It, it, it really, really does. does. It, it really, but it's because I'm self-righteous, so I'm going to determine, Rick, that because... You have short hair. They're going to call you Mr. Potato Head, and that's offensive. And that does hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'd rather you not do that. You know, here's something they could do. Okay. They could keep the red skin name and just put a red russet potato on the helmet. That's been out there, yeah. They'd still I, I the- see no, no problem with that. Corny is all get out, yeah. but it, it makes a point. <laughs> I don't think they'll It do makes that. a point. Oh, it I mean, would. instead of the tomahawk chop, you could have the potato masher chop. Well, now you're going too far. Why? You got to get rid of the chop, anyhow. Why? You could be pretending you're mashing potatoes. <laughs> you turn your hand this way and do <laughs> so it. So it's the <laughs> angle of the hand is exactly. What's you use too. the masher like that. You know, <laughs> they'd be great. I'd. It'd be funny. Wouldn't it be great to have <laughs> the be so a helmet with That's a potato you see on a the Monty side Python's of it? Flying yeah. Circus for crying out loud, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is. It, it's sometimes I get to the point. It's almost ridiculous. And Britain, speaking of Monty Python, it reminds me of a skit. You know, they all come in and are all stodgy, and they have their. Of course, it's an English show. You know, mm-hmm. they all have their little suits and everything, and the pipe, and they're all getting there. And all of a sudden, you hear, "We must call the order." for the meeting of the Royal Society of people who like to put things on other things. I mean, it is so ridiculous. <laughs> that, you know, but, I mean, people take things to such an extreme sometimes. Right. Okay. But see, see okay, I, I get Redskins, but see, we already see the avalanche starting. They're right. already going after the Indians. I mean, when is it when the next clown says, Warriors are violent. We need to get rid of that. Or there are many other nationalities that play for the Canadians, so we can't have them be the Montreal Canadians because you're excluding other nationalities that play for them. And it it just never stops. Yeah, that's where my struggle falls. So once again, as I do on these airwaves every single week for pretty much the whole hour, or at least my half of the hour when, when you're not talking, as Rick almost drowned over there, that, that was fantastic. We have got to get, get the cameras up and going here. Rick trying to take a sip of water and literally almost drown. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. You need CPR. <laughs> a little levity and an uncomfortable uh, topic. I, I like that, I guess. But uh, Well, you can see how uncomfortable it is yeah. for us. I mean, yeah. I, I, I look, I, I think what I think. You can call me a moron. You can call me an ass. I don't care. I probably will uh, call you both of those before right. you leave the studio. Yeah. Tonight, no doubt. Whether or not it's on the air. Right. But here's the thing. Here's how dumb I am is, is what I'm getting to. And everybody knows how dumb I am. Till this thing kind of whipped up, and I'm sure it's been going on forever, but was it three or four years ago this kind of st- really started, right, the, the clamor? And I know there's been people for a long time who wanted this to change. I guess I'm just so dense 
it never even dawned on me that the, the, the name Redskins was offensive. It, it really never even clicked for me, which it probably should have. So here's the thing, and now as it comes again and I think about it, number one, the name is going to change and it has to change. Take all this social righteousness, whatever it is, I don't even know what the right terminology is. You can see how little time I spend thinking about things like this. When Nike says we're out, when FedEx says we're out, when Dick Sporting Goods says we're not going to sell your stuff anymore, and when you're trying to get a new stadium built in Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia says until you change the name, you ain't building that thing here, the name's got to change, right? So, right? so that's all fine. Money talks, that's the way the world works. In a vacuum, now that I think about it, and this is the first time I've ever thought about it, you probably go back in the archives last time this came up several years ago where I just screamed and ranted that this is stupid and all you, you know, soft pansies, everybody's offended by everything. And this is the first time I kind of ever really sat down and thought about it. That name is pretty offensive, right? I just, I never even considered it. I didn't think of it in those terms, I guess. And so... Fine. You know what? It probably should. If, if I don't know what. And the, I said it the last time it came up, whenever this was, four years ago. I, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm Irish. They can call them the drunken mix for all I care. Right, you right. Know, I, well, in their seats. And I understand that some people get offended by this yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. And it, it just takes ogres like us, I guess, that are. I don't know how to put it. We're ogres. I just don't yeah. care. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, and, and that's where I'm at. I would never advocate for it. You know, I'm not one of those heroes who just will, will only call them the Washington football team. Yeah, no, it isn't that. But uh, this one, I can agree. Oh, I, I do, too. I think reasonable people can say, right. yeah, that's probably offensive. But, but there's nothing else. Let everything else alone. That, that's, that's my point. That's a problem. And here's where you get in trouble, and people really don't want to hear this, and it does get taken to the extreme, the slippery slope argument. But but it exists with this, yeah, right? right. We know the Indians are going to change their name because they've done this – the same fake exploratory committee, whatever the, the Redskins are doing right now. So so that's going to change. Remember, they got beat up for years over Chief Wahoo. They got rid of that. Now that's not good enough. And, so. the, and the point is, and I think we covered that years ago about Chief Wahoo. That was back, I think, in wartime, if I'm not mistaken, like in World War II. There was a, a local bar in Cleveland. And the owner, of course, you know, news didn't get around, obviously, anything like it does now. And all the games were like day games. They didn't have night games and stuff back then. Well, he had created these little Wahoo heads or these faces. And the one that we were used to on the ball caps, the smiling Indian or the smiling Wahoo, and then the other one was a frowning one. And he would put them up whether they won or lost that day. Really? I never heard that. you know, it was nothing more than just a news information right. billboard, basically. But then the Indians thought well enough of it. Hey, let's make this part of our, you know. And now all of a sudden it's like some kind of offensive thing yeah. when people just don't even know. Now I don't even want to get into, the, the you know, the ignorance of history. Right, right. And, yeah, that could get down. We could do a political show on that one, and I, I really don't want to do that. So 
again, never thought of the Chief Wahoo as offensive. It had to go away. Cleveland acquiesced. Now, all right, we got rid of that. Now the Indians are no good. You know, the Braves, the Chiefs, the Seminoles. Yeah, who am I forgetting? Yeah. yeah. You know, now, what you tell me, what is offensive about a chief? Yeah. I, I, I that's mean, the I'm, point, I guess, right? So I've been affectionately called chief for years. Yeah. Well, affectionately might be. But just because you're not, don't, you know, you couldn't affectionately call anybody anything. Before we get to the next story. Well, I'm still talking about this one. Well, we have to take a break. Oh, all right. We'll take you know, a break. You know, you can start babbling when I'm done here, right. but I got to tell the people out there about mybookie.ag. Sports are coming back. We keep telling you that, but they are coming back slow but sure. And if you want to get in on the action, there's still time. Mybookie.ag is the place to be. They're going to match your deposit up to 1000 bucks when you use promo code 12OZSports. That's 12-ounce sports when signing up. MyBookie.ag, you don't want to miss your chance to cash your ticket during the NHL, NBA playoffs, and hopefully baseball will be coming back. We keep hearing about it, but get in on the action. MyBookie.ag, the promo code 12OZSports. Get your deposited match up to 1000 bucks. Get that money down, throw that cash, and win big bucks. So... Back to the the lecture at hand. What song? That was an old Doctor or uh, Snoop Dogg uh, song. You should check that one out. But <laughs> yeah, get right on that. So, <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Again, I don't like the slippery slope. As soon slope as you argument. check out Times Van Zandt, okay. Yeah. But here's what we know. So the the Cleveland Indians are a perfect example. So let's put in a box. We agree. Yeah, the Redskins probably has to go. That that you could certainly say that's inappropriate. Again, I didn't think of it that way. I don't think Washington thought of it that way when they named the team that. Anyhow, we're put that in. So the Indians they got rid of Chief Wahoo. Now that this next movement's coming, just the word Indians has to go. And then so then the but. By proxy, the Chiefs are going to go. The Braves are going to go. The Blackhawks are going to go. The Seminoles. I think the Seminoles will stay. I think Florida State paid off the local Seminole tribe to say that's okay. But eventually, so now in the next three years, all of that's gone. Do you think it ends there? No, it's not going to end that's there, the Rick. Thing. It never ends. This is an that's industry. This is an industry, isn't it? You know what I mean? So then once that's all cleaned up. There are a up, lot of people that make thing? a living doing this That's crap. what I mean. Exactly. That's, and, and that's what I don't like about it. So are we in 10 or 15 years Either every team. What about gonna... the Giants? You can make people feel small. Oh, I mean, exactly. there's, there's a million things you can go. There's a there's a racist, homophobic, misogynistic. Cowboys. There's some, what? Yeah, Whoa, there, hey. there's some aspect or something could be twisted into all of that. And again, you always sound like a dullard making the slippery slope argument. But I think this is it. So here's what I think: in my lifetime, before it's all done, it's going to be like these stupid soccer teams. The Steelers are no longer going to be the Steelers. They're going to be the Pittsburgh Football Club, the Washington Football Club, the Baltimore Football Club, the the San Francisco Baseball Club. I think this is where we're heading because there's no way from a corporate standpoint you're not safe. And that's what I don't like about this. Again, I'm willing to acquiesce to the Redskins thing. Money talks, I get it, but good God, it, the thing isn't going to go away. It isn't going to end, and th- this is what bothers me about it. It's not about the Redskins thing. It's about what's coming next because we know something's coming next this yep. time, and the Cleveland Indians are the perfect 
perfect example of that. It's already happening. I agree. I agree, and I agree. That's am all I, I can say. Am I dumb? I, I might be getting well, myself. Yeah, but in that's a, beside the point. I might be getting myself in hot water here. Is the word the term Indians offensive now? Look, <laughs> you couldn't offend me with a hammer, well, so I have no you. idea. No. Well, I don't know. Well, that's what I mean. I don't know. That How one could seemed, it be? That one seems strange to I mean, me. I mean, I just don't Braves get it. And Chiefs and. You know, so you look the kind yeah, of the a name. brave and a chief. People think of like Braves and Chief with high honor, high esteem. You know, it's right. nothing. There's nothing wrong with any of this kind of stuff, right? You know, in I don't know. I, I'm baffled by so much of this stuff. Is beyond me. I mean, I have a couple of years on you. Twenty, <laughs> and. I'll be honest with you, I've never seen a climate like there is now. And, look, I grew up during the – I remember Vietnam, the, the riots, the hippies, all this other stuff. And, I mean, this is something I never thought I'd see, quite frankly. I just – I don't – and I just – I spend so little time thinking about that. People think I'm doing shtick with this. But it's true. I never thought of the term Redskins as offense. No. It probably is. That one probably is. It yeah. never dawned on me. You know, in the, this stuff, I don't think about this stuff. And there's people who do. But here's the problem. Here, here's the thing I think, again, putting aside the Redskins, I think Major League Baseball and the NBA and the NFL and all these leagues have to think about. These people who are kicking up the loudest fuss – these people who are saying, if this doesn't change, I'm boycotting your product, aren't watching your product anyhow. I don't think most fans sit around and think about this stuff all day. I, I really don't. And quite frankly, I don't think maybe short of Redskins, there, there's large percentages of the Native American community in the United States sitting around thinking, boy, I'd watch the NFL if there wasn't, if there wasn't any such thing as a, if Kansas they didn't City have the Chiefs. Cowboys and Redskins playing, right. I sure wouldn't be. I sure would love love football. Yeah, it's just so I I don't know. You can get yourself in a sticky wicket here talking about this stuff, but it's let just, it be a sticky wicket. I mean, since when can't you have? And, and we're finding that more and more about with seventeen days with all question. the trolls out on Twitter right. and Facebook and. Since when can't you have an opinion? And well, you can have an opinion. It just has to be the right one. Well, it, yeah, you can only have that. one opinion. Right. That's the whole point. I mean, you can only have one opinion. If you differ in opinion, then you should die. You should never work again. Your family should be crucified. Right. And they want to castrate your dog. I, I, I don't understand this. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, on an interesting note for the PGA. Oh, okay. Golf. Yes, why not? They're playing at Muirfield Village for the next two weeks. Did you know that? I did know that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, first for the $6.2 million Workday Charity Open, which starts tomorrow. And then the rescheduled Memorial, which, if you think about it, U.S. Open's canceled. British Open's canceled. PGA is not until August. Masters, tentatively, it's supposed to be in November, but we have no idea yeah. what's going on with this corona stuff. Memorial's basically, uh, you know, using the air quotes here, one of the majors of 2020. Tiger's finally showing up, so it'll be a major. And, you know, it it should be interesting. I mean, you'll have all the boys there, Rory and them. 
they'll have a week to settle in, and I think it benefits some of the veterans. Right. And, you know, and, and even some of the older guys. What do you think of what Bryson DeChambeau's doing, getting all yoked up and driving the ball 360 yards? I was actually talking to Alejandro cameraman. about that. Really? You still talk to Alejandro? Well, yeah. We work in the same building. Oh. And um, – he was asking about that, you know, drinking all these protein shakes and coming out like a monster. You know, I, I just got to thinking, once this guy really starts playing and walking the golf courses and, and, and playing the tournament, you know, and getting out of this regimen. Right. You know, I, I think either A, he's going to lose some of this weight and, and, and bulk that, that he has established, or he's going to find he may not be tournament ready. I mean, it's a drastic change. Well, he just won one. It might not That's last. True. But. That's true. That's hey, true. He has. Um, I'd like to see him because, I mean, it's it's great to see some excitement. I mean, some of the 360-yard drives and so forth. And um, if he can maintain it, all that's great. And this, this is not a, a, a typical year where they're starting in January right, yeah. and they're playing every week until freaking next November or yeah. whatever, you know. So, yeah, this could serve him well, especially this year. Yeah, I don't know what it means for him. It's new, right? We haven't seen it. The only kind of real workout warrior we've seen before is Tiger Woods, and the injuries you know, came about. So, and I don't know if that's going to happen with him. I don't know you know, how much bigger, how much further he can drive the ball. The bigger. <laughs> and what gets both of these guys, I guarantee you, even though they'll never admit it, John Daly would come staggering oh, out of the bar, still blow it by them. Oh, his <laughs> yeah. cigarette hanging out of his mouth, <laughs> M&M's in his back pocket. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what he does. But I'll tell you what, talk about the perfect guy for the perfect time, yeah. right? Somebody kind of a sideshow, but competitive, winning last week's yeah. tournament, yelling at cameraman, acting like it. a general boob. Everybody wants to act offended. This is what the tour needs right yeah, now. Yeah, they dude. need some personality. Your guy, Patrick Reed, from a couple years yeah. ago, unfortunately has basically disappeared since then. That's what the tour needs. They need some of these characters somewhere along the line to stay relevant. Instead of, make, you know, they're made a splash in a pan, they, they win something, they get a little coverage, and then they don't win anything anymore, so they just kind of fade away. Yeah, you need some of these stars to stick around. Um, you know, I always go back to, like, the golden age, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s of golf. So many characters, so many personalities that were relevant for years. Right. I mean, there's guys that win tournaments. Yeah, Danny Willette. I mean, he won a major, I don't know how many years ago. Yeah, they won anything since. I mean, just you know what I'm saying. They yeah. just they just seem to always just fade away. Well, and in the stars they do have, you know, Spieth's the perfect example. Now he's kind of faded away, right. but even when he was doing amazing things on the golf course, he's a dullard. He's a yeah. zero. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kapka. D- Dustin Johnson yeah. has about the personality of the console here yeah. i mean these great exactly. golfers are fun to watch but capka misses i mean <laughs> turns his head away from a kiss from his girlfriend oh, because it wasn't in his routine right. apparently yeah. i mean my god you know going back to was it chichi rodriguez oh. right i can tell you i don't know if he ever won a tournament i don't know if he's the greatest golfer ever but no. i remember him yeah. because he had a personality lee he had, trevino he had some you stick know. lee trevino yeah. same none of these guys have that anymore they're yeah. They're kind of out of the mold of Tiger Woods golf machines, and it, it takes see, some that's of the, the enjoyment thing. out. You have Tiger. You have. Yeah, I don't need 
60 of him. Well, the thing is, you had Tiger. You had Jack. There's only one of those guys right, yeah. that are the dominant god of an era. Exactly. And everybody's standing there looking up at them. I mean, you can, yeah, they can do that. But if you're going out there and win one tournament in 10 years and you want to walk around like a statue, well, good luck with endorsements, pal, because you ain't getting any. No, exactly. Speaking of Tiger, did you see or hear Brandel Chambly? Am I saying that right? I always screw up that name. What he said about Tiger Woods the other day? Um, Don't think I did. The Tiger Woods is the single most disappointing in terms of the most unrealized talent in the history of golf. Where does that come from? He, his point was by messing with his swing as much as he did, and he'd go on a couple of years where he struggled, that he should have won 30 majors and he should have won X amount of more tours. Is anybody looking for more <clears throat> attention than yeah, Shambley? What exactly. a stupid thing to and, say. And, and that's just such a stupid, ignorant, and easy thing to say. Because anybody could say, well, you know, so-and-so should have won more tours. Look. How many years ago was it when we were talking about Tiger? We've been doing this so many years. Yeah. I mean, I can only remember. I told you that I did not have a good feeling about him moving forward because of his violent swing. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't that long after that, his back was gone. He broke his leg for crying out loud. Yeah, he was tweaking his swing because he was hurting himself. He had to, right. He had exactly. to. You can't. Look, Tom Watson swings like he did. 50 years ago. Yeah. Not many guys have swings like that. No, no. And Tiger Woods was, Greg Norman's another good example, a violent swing. And as the older he got, the body starts breaking down. It, you just can't take that any longer. And sure, he was tweaking his swing. He was staying competitive. If he had stayed swinging like he did, he may have won 20% less tournaments. Because his body would have destroyed itself. Right. He'd have just been out of golf. Yeah, yeah but, I just think it's an asinine comment. But I just saw, that, you know, the headline, of course, you're beating your head off the day. Well, then you read it and you think, well, maybe that I can see where he's coming from. And then this next thought that come to my head is what you just said. What is it? But, yeah, but like you said, that is so lazy and easy to pick out the greatest golfer of my generation and say, well, he could have won more. Well, no kidding. Greg Norman could have won more, too, if he didn't throw up all over himself every Sunday in every tournament I ever watched back then. Just shut up. Yeah, if it was a major, you might as well count on it, other than a couple yeah. of British Opens, I think. All right, Rick. Are you working, looking for summer work? Well, no, not really. I might have found a job for you. I'd like to try it, but I'm not sure I could do it. But I think this would be right up your alley. There is a company called Tushy. Called what? Tushy. T-U-S-H-Y. Tushy. Okay. They're willing to pay one person in the world, one person, so it's going to be competitive, $10,000 to use their bidet. So here's what you have to do, Rick. You you apply. You will be. you, You want the job title? Sure. It's the vice president of fecal matters for Tushy, the corporation. All right? To apply, here's all you got to do. A 60 to 90 second video of explaining why you would be a good spokesperson for Tushy and for their bidet. Here's your requirements. It's only a 90-day assignment. It's a temporary job. That's a long time, though. $10,000 for 90 days. You need to monitor your diet and your bathroom habits. All right, and track So I have to keep a log book of going to the restroom. (laughs) Log. I like what you did there. All right. 
You have to interview others, those close Who to you. Who the hell are you going to talk to about, about their habits? diet and bathroom habits? Of course, you have to. Okay, I tell you what. You don't even know what the requirements I'm, are I'm going to practice the first it. function. All right. Rick, can I talk to you about your bowel schedule? Well, that's all you and I ever talk about. I'm a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much 80% of our conversation. Oh, that's okay. All right. So you interview others about that. <laughs> you test out other tushy products and so not just the bidet. All right. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <That, that laughs> no, Rick, this is perfect for you. So what you have to do is daily, you have to produce videos for <laughs> social media. <laughs> Talking about how well this oh, bidet just works. Talking. For you. Okay, I thought you had. No, well, I thought you had great videos actually using. The well, I would certainly think that's what you would want to do. So they estimate for this ten thousand dollars over ninety days, this is going to require thirty to sixty minutes per day. Here's the thing. This is where I get in trouble already. I'm not sure I can knock it out in 60 minutes every day. As you know by my Twitter habits, and this is the only place I do Twitter. So there are going to be videos, Rick, out there of somebody sitting on the toilet and getting the water shot up them, you know, the, the bidet, and this is a job. They're going to get $10,000 for it. Would you, Rick Briggs, do this? No. What do you mean, no? I, you asked me a question. See, it goes back to this culture that we're talking about. It wasn't <laughs> the opinion or answer you wanted, so now you're going to vilify me for it. No, I don't want to sit around and log bathroom habits, talk to people about bathroom habits, and talk up products from whatever it's called, poopy pants or whatever. I don't Tushy. know. Yeah, poopy pants. <laughs> Can we name the show Poopy Pants? You know what? We're gonna do it. I'm calling the cook show. I, I don't think I want to call it Poopy Pants, well, but you haven't said anything else interesting. <laughs> have you ever used a bidet? No, I don't think I have either. I'm intrigued though. I, I don't really think I ever would ever have a need to. Oh, there's been needs. You've never gotten done and thought, you know what, I'm just getting you know, straight I, in the shower. I never thought that was for, like, males. Well, certainly. Okay. I'm just so wrong. you've never finished up and thought, this is still a little dicey. I'm just going to hop right in the shower. Did you know? <laughs> You're just moving on. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about crap. I mean, we're, the show's crap as it is. Now you're literally bringing it into it. Well, I'm trying to help you out. I don't need You don't help. need $10,000? Why don't you do it? Give me the ten grand, and I'll be fine. Here's why I can't do it. You have to go every day. It's been a problem for years. I'm not an everyday user of such a product, to put it that way. It's like only three or four days a week. Wash your eyes out or something. Which might explain why I'm so grumpy all the time, and the more I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm Mr. Cheery. Well, yeah, <laughs> you might be a two-a-day kind of guy. Did you know... In 44 major tournaments from 1970 to 1980, Jack Nicklaus missed one cut. That's pretty impressive. In that span, he finished inside the top 10 38 times out of 44 majors. Top 10. I'm given to understand that's good. 30 of those were in the top five, and he won 10 of them. 30 out of 44 in the top five. In the top five in major tournaments from 1970 to 1980. From 1970 to 1979, Nicholas's worst finish at the Masters was eighth. 
I mean, he just laps Tiger. The more you think about it, oh, right? People yeah, my if, age if think if you look at a major, yeah, major records, not even close. I mean, um, and I feel like he had better competition than Tiger Woods did. I as well, quite frankly, and he has a record for the most top ten finishes at Augusta, obviously with twenty two, and um, he has not only does he have eighteen majors. He has 19 runner-ups in majors. How did we go from documenting your daily bathroom <laughs> habits to this? It's it's called full circle. We went back to golf, see? Yeah, but we took a left turn in the middle of that <laughs> yeah. circle somewhere. We did, but we only got a couple minutes left. I got a neat story. Oh, well, let's hear it. Does it have anything to do with the bathroom? No. Boring. But there were plenty of uh, Bridezilla stories to keep this publication going here. But Bride-Zilla? one of the most riveting involved a couple named Pam and Edward. Pam and Edward. Yeah. All right. The pair had planned an extremely lavish wedding and had borrowed money from friends and family to pay for it all. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. They managed to raise twenty over 23,000 pounds in donators for the big day. But just as it neared, they decided to call the whole thing off and keep all the money for themselves. (laughs) Okay. Pam revealed all in a viral post on Facebook, quoting, After much reflection and tear-filled conversation with our closest family members, we have decided to cancel our upcoming winter wedding. We thank each and every one of you for your generous donations to our money fund. Can you believe we have raised over $30,000? Unbelievable! Exclamation points all over the place. Don't worry. The money you've donated will be not spent in vain, but rather used towards a honeymoon in the coming months. She oh, added, so it wasn't a scam? Like, they just decided we got She gotta... added, after a honeymoon, we will announce a new wedding date and reopen our money fund for any further, <laughs> for any further gifts. Weddings are expensive. Please stay tuned. In the meantime, I'll be updating our gift fund registry on Amazon if anyone would like to gift us something to take on our honeymoon. Understandably, the wedding guests on Facebook were furious to find out they wouldn't be getting their money back, and some threatened to take legal action against a couple. Pam wasn't bothered, though, and hit back by reminding them that it's no longer their money as that's not how donations work. She's got you there. (laughs) She later shared an update revealing how much stress she was under and saying she was going to take a week off to recover. (laughs) And the icing on the cake came when she demanded her nearest and dearest to donate any spa or personal care items to her home if they cared about her well-being. What do you think about old Pam? (laughs) Unfortunately, I think Pam's probably pretty typical <laughs> of the the average millennial or what what came after the millennial I Gen Z is that what they're calling them? I have no idea. I mean, how do you not just hit the? Well, what you got to do? You got to find what was the guy's name again? Edward or what Edward? Was yeah, you got to find Edward and kick Edward's ass. You know, you can't whoop up on Pam, but somebody's got to whoop it. What you do? Actually, no. You know what? What you need to do is grab Edward by the collar and tell him to run. Take that 20,000 pounds and run as far from this 
beast as you can. Because someone who's sitting up there and proudly declaring this type of nonsense is someone I worry about and talking about her well-being in all of this. Yeah. I never understood the wedding thing anyhow. It's probably a guy versus a woman thing. But twenty. Yeah, that's it. That's irrelevant. But you know, this is neither here nor there when it comes. to I don't that think kind of it's thing. uncommon. Well, I mean, the the way it went down, but the attitude. I don't think it's uncommon anymore. It's interesting, isn't it? Well, I don't. Interesting might be a bit of a. Did you know, Raheem Mozart requested a trade from San Francisco. Does he say why? I did see that. It's Was there weird, any mention it? of why? Isn't it strange? It, uh, I, yeah, Coleman's still there. McKinnon's coming back. They got rid of Breida. He's still in line to be the. There, there's got to well, be more probably to it. one reason why because he he when he was in that utility type of role, right? He signed a three year deal where he's going to get paid about two and a half million bucks this year, and after 2019, he probably thinks he's worth quite a bit more than that. Yeah, but getting traded isn't going to get him any more money. I guess. It's well, not... they could, he could always renegotiate. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That team was just in the Super Bowl. You were essentially, especially coming down the stretch, the lead back. It, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. No. Well, the nice thing is you can request a trade. How many, especially in the NFL, how many of those requests are granted? Yeah, and holding out does what? Yeah. As you just mentioned, we have a whole stable of backs just chomping at the bit to get in there and play right yeah it's what you wonder you talked about with the Mahomes deal Dalvin Cook to, you know he's planning on holding out but yeah that that one kind of came out of left field and they, you know, everybody doing their Scott Fishbowl drafts you know now all of a sudden Jarek McKinnon is the next guy drafted and everything yeah I don't Raheem Mostert's gonna play if there's a season he's going to play there he's going to be the lead back for the San Francisco 49ers so settle down yeah, I mean, you still have Mozart. Like you said, you have Coleman. You have McKinnon, yeah. who's, what, over a year removed from that knee now, right? Because he did it, like, in, in minicamp last year, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he'd or, done it the year before, so I wouldn't yeah, have that's, any. Yeah, that's right, yes. I wouldn't right. have any faith in McKinnon. To, it can't be about workload. There's got to be something else to it. Hopefully more comes out. Maybe he's that. concerned about Corona like Stefan Diggs. But maybe he, he didn't say the, that. Maybe he got the gig with Tushy and doesn't need the money. <laughs> Ten grand is not a whole lot. I mean, he's wiping his butt with that. So you don't well, even, he doesn't have you don't to. Even he's got need the, to touch he's got the bidet. He doesn't have well, to wipe his butt with I it. I guess so. He can actually spend it. Boy, we could devolve into Yeah, we probably ought to just shut it down while we still can, huh? So, yeah, uh, might as well. So, hey, if you're still listening, God bless you. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, good job. Hey, little programming note. We will be off next week. I will be uh, unavailable, so we're going to take a week off, and then we'll be back fully in earnest in two weeks. So check out everything at 12 Ounce Sports at 12 OZ sports on twitter 12 on sports network we might have some big news coming up in the near future you never know let's hope so and of course at asylum football on twitter it's just sports one two three at gmail.com and asylum fantasy sports.com until next time if you got a sense of humor god willing we'll see you take care